Listener Production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat and welcome to this extra episode of The Briefing. Every weekday at 3pm, we'll be dropping an additional episode into your feed without the headlines to cover all of the great stories that are around at the moment. How much did you pay for petrol the last time you filled up? $2 a litre? $2.10? $2.20? Well, prices across the country reached a 13-month high a few weeks ago. But as you've no doubt noticed, those numbers have not changed a whole lot since. Now, towards the end of last month, the average retail price for petrol was $2.05 across Australia, which is pretty expensive. But plenty of people have had to fork out even more than that. The weekly average in Brisbane was $2.22 a litre, and it was $2.38 in regional areas of the Northern Territory. So how long are we going to be forking out two bucks a litre or more at the servo? Why is filling up so expensive? And is there any way to avoid emptying your wallet to fill up the tank? Well, our listener journo, Michaela Savage, sat down with Scott Phillips. He's the Chief Investment Officer at The Motley Fool to get some answers. Yeah, it's a fascinating question. We've got a few different things all happening at exactly the same time. The best news for the economy, even though it's bad news for the prices at the pump, is that the world is continuing to recover from COVID, at least from the pandemic itself. We saw just recently Qantas, for example, saying it's expecting flights to get back to normal sometime next year. So that recovery continues. By the way, flights are a big user of jet fuel, so uh, this is really, really important. But also things like freight and trade. Oil is literally the thing that greases the world economy. Uh, We know when economic circumstances are good, we tend to use more oil. And so that does actually add meaningfully to the demand side of the equation. On the other side of it, we know there is a really big multinational oil cartel, the sort of thing that would be illegal if it was inside the country, but because it's a lot of Middle Eastern countries and occasionally Russia and Venezuela get in on the act, they are artificially restricting supply to increase the price of oil. They're simply saying, hey, we control this market. If we limit supply, we can get a higher price for what we're selling, which is perfectly logical. It's illegal in Australia, but it's perfectly logical. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, right. And and look, the, the report also mentioned China's role to, to play in all of this and that the country is supposed to account for, I think, more than 70% of growth in oil demand over the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Can, can you break down what might be happening over there? Yeah, so the Chinese recovery is a really fascinating question. I will say up front, uh, we don't really know for sure exactly what's happening inside China because the numbers they put out are uh, rubbery at, at best. So there's, there's a lot going on. In fact, the Chinese economy may end up weaker than we fear or hope, depending on which way you look at it. Again, remember, lower oil demand is probably bad news for the rest of the economy because it'll mean a a slower recovery in China. Uh, but China's really been struggling to get back into full swing post-COVID or post the pandemic. And while the rest of the world kind of has turned on really quickly, but as they do make that recovery, they are going to suck up so much oil yeah, yeah. And just on, on COVID recovery, um, you mentioned in terms of travel a minute ago, we all can't wait for those flight prices to come back down. <laughs> we know Aussies love to escape winter. I don't know if you're familiar with the term hot girl summer, where everyone goes and lives <laughs> their best lives in Europe. But, you know, I guess we don't really think about the impact that our travel has past, you know, beyond our own lives, really. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's exactly right. And so we're seeing, you know, a, a really significant change. And again, it's one of those things we, we don't want it to be true. And frankly, by the way, if the oil cartels allowed the price to float normally, we pay a whole lot less for our oil. So realistically, in terms of the dollar price we pay now, the vast bulk of that is because of the international oil cartel. If they, if they simply let things float, oil would be a heap cheaper and it costs us a whole lot less to put fuel in the car. 
that supply issue is not going to go away anytime soon. And it is that growth in demand. We, you know, it is it is great news economically, but it's costing us. The other thing we should talk about, by the way, is the fact that the Australian dollar is really weak right now. Now it was weaker a few weeks ago, so it's recovered a little bit. But when we're buying oil, we buy it in, or petrol, we buy it into the country in US dollars. We've got to pay US dollars for what we bring in. Now, the Australian dollar, if it's weaker against the US, means we have to shell out more Australian dollars per US dollar and therefore more Aussie dollars per barrel of oil. So at the same time as you've got the economic recovery going on, unfortunately, you've got a weaker Aussie dollar to contend with. And that's the third contributor. So we've got supply, we've got demand, and we've got the exchange rate. Uh, that unholy trinity, unfortunately, at the moment, is what's uh, making it more painful at the pump. And I feel like at the beginning of, of the Russian-Ukraine war, we heard a lot about how that could be impacting petrol prices here in Australia. Do you feel like that's still the case or, or not really? Not so much now, quite honestly. If you look at the oil price over the period of the time since uh, war broke out in Ukraine, we had a massive, massive spike. Um, back in May of 2022. Since then, the US dollar oil price is actually down quite markedly, still well and truly above where it was in 2019 and 2020, by the way, which is why prices are still elevated, but nowhere near as high as it was during the worst of, of that period. Now, it's probably still uh, relevant because it does continue to limit supply. And again, as I just said before, when you've got limited supply and growing demand, you're going to see higher prices. So the lack of Russian oil in particular that's going into the global supply chain must almost by definition push prices up unless it's replaced by something else. It really is a complex equation, isn't it? But I guess, <laughs> you know, all things considered, do you have any predictions for when prices might start to come down here in Australia? <laughs> Absolutely none. Nobody knows because we don't know how those three elements will play out. The reality of more expensive drilling uh, and and continued supply constraints, it's very, very rare that things go back too far to old prices. Whether they come back from here, they, they probably should over time. The Australian dollar is rising, and so to the extent that continues, if it does, uh, that might take some pressure off. The cartel OPEC is not going to change their views anytime soon, and I don't think we're going to be taking Russian oil anytime soon either. So the circumstances are pretty rough. I don't think we're going to see much in the way of relief anytime soon. Uh, very, very hard to forecast. But the underpinning fundamentals, unfortunately, I don't think are going to change in our favour anytime soon. Oh, it sounds like we'd better get used to it then. I remember working during the pandemic, being an essential worker and therefore being one of the very few people on the roads driving mm -hmm. to work. I'd be going past servos where petrol was like under a dollar a litre, you know, 90 yeah. to 99 cents. I sometimes wish that, you know, should have got some jerry cans and like filled <laughs> them up right. while it was so cheap because oh, now man, it's costing yeah. me more than double that to fill up my tiny little car. I've got a little Toyota Yaris and she's costing mm -hmm. me a lot. I'm sure it's not legal to actually fill up jerry cans and store petrol at your home. But God, it's just such a contrast to what's happening at the moment. It's it's remarkable. I and mean, this is, you know, and that we talk about supply and demand. That was exactly it. No one was going anywhere. And so actually at one point the oil futures were negative. And so work this out. They were paying people to take oil at one very small point, about August 2020 from memory, because they had so much oil being pumped out, they couldn't turn the pumps off. They couldn't, it's really hard to turn off. So all of a sudden they're all coming out. And you're like, well, I, got it. I haven't got the tanks for it. What can I do with it? They're actually literally paying people for a short amount of time, at least those futures, to take the oil so they could keep the rigs going. It's a very, very, very long way from that one. How have you personally been finding filling up these past few weeks? What have you had to fork out for petrol where you are? 
Oh man, you were saying you fill up a, a Toyota Yaris. I got a Toyota Hilux. Oh, uh, and diesel <laughs> diesel's been even more expensive than unleaded recently. So oh. I'm, I'm 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 absolutely getting smashed. About two dollars sixteen. I've been paying the last couple of weeks. Two twelve occasionally if you're really lucky. Uh, but that's lucky, been that's dear. been my yeah I know I know that's been my story. I don't think it's particularly unusual either. By the way, it's a very different prices around the country, but yeah, it's been been pretty rugged. Yeah, and and look, do you have any tips for Aussies trying to avoid paying a bomb at the Bowser? You know, a lot of these factors that we've been talking about very much feel out of our control. But are mm-hmm. there things that you know everyday Aussies can do to make our our petrol budgets go further? I know I do the whole. Oh, I'm going to put twenty bucks in, and then I'll just wait to fully <laughs> fill my tank up until prices eventually come down. Is that worth yeah. it? What What's your take? The thing you got to be careful of, right, is the price could go back up. So you put 20 bucks in, hope they go down, but they don't, they go up. And you're like, oh, it's going to cost me even more now to fill the rest of the tank up. Uh, it's a really tough one. The best thing you do is shop opportunistically. And so you don't want to overdo it when prices are high, but you really do want to do it when prices are low. So keep keep half an eye on it. You know, if you've got a chance on the way home from work or wherever you are, when you see that sneaky, you know, reduction, go in and put 10, 20, whatever you need to fill the car up. Take the opportunity, maybe maybe rather trying to guess what the price might be. If you get the chance to, to fill up, even if you're only half tank or three quarters of a tank, uh, go and take the opportunity when it's in front of you. The information's at our fingertips. Jump on jump on the app stores, have a look. There's some great, great resources out there. Yeah, it, it's enough to make you start thinking about buying a Tesla though, isn't it? Not that that's super <laughs> exactly. affordable or convenient either, but you know, it makes you think. The, the Tesla smile, drivers do smile a little more broadly when the petrol <laughs> price is higher. Put it that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was listener journo Michaela Savage and her chat with The Motley Fool's Scott Phillips. And that is it for today's episode. The briefing will be back tomorrow morning at six. Thanks for listening. Listener.